0: Hello and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump and we're talking about proof theory. Thanks for tuning in to check this out. And uh, we've been talking about different proof systems, different styles of proof system really, because you can have a proof system for this or that or the other different kind of logic um, in natural deduction style or sequence sequent calculus style. Um, Or you could have Hilbert style too, which I'm not really planning to talk about very much. Uh, and anyway, so, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, so having sort of presented kind of what's natural reduction and I, last time we had a, just a small look at what sequent calculus is, just like what the forms of the rules are supposed to be. You have, um, you have a sequent that has, it's a, Um, It's not a formula. It's like a little data structure built on top of formulas. Well, in computer science, way of looking at it. Um, You basically have a list of assumptions and a list of conclusions. Uh, And um, the list of conclusions, if it's intuitionistic logic, might be restricted to just be one conclusion. Uh, But you can have intuitionistic systems where there's multiple conclusions. So anyway, and um, you've got two kinds of rules, left rules and right rules, they both are introducing a connective in, in either the left part of this sequent data structure thing, the thing that has a list of assumptions and the list of conclusions. All right? So they introduce a connective on the left part of that, like in the assumption part of it, or they introduce a connective in the right part of it, the conclusion part. So, you know, the meaning of a sequence that's like a bunch of assumptions and then some symbol like a turnstile or a fat arrow or something and a bunch of conclusions is just like the conjunction of the assumptions implies the disjunction of the conclusions. Like if all these assumptions are true, then one or the other of the, sorry, all these assumptions are true, one or the other of these conclusions must be true as well. So, anyway, um, yeah, so that's just uh, a little taste of what that's like. And Today, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, so, having sort of laid down what the rules are, there's a number of important subjects. I mean, arguably the most central uh, question in proof theory is related to simplification of proofs. So, uh, in both natural deduction uh, and, well, sequent calculus, I didn't quite tell all the details that would make this apparent. But in definitely in natural deduction, it was clear when we were talking about this that you could have some proofs that do some like mildly silly things, like imagine like ands, okay? So imagine you prove, uh, you know, a conjunction. So like let's say A and B. Say you have proofs of A. You have a proof of A, and you have a proof of B, and you manage and you take these two proofs, you glue them together with and introduction. Which, under the curry hard isomorphism, really just amounts to making a pair of the subproofs you have. So, anyway, you say I've got a proof of A, I've got a proof of B. I can apply this and introduction inference to conclude the formula A and B. And now you say, oh, what can I do with that? Oh, I think I'm going to project out the first part of that, <laughs> right? Because the elimination rule uh, for conjunction, we have two elimination rules. It's a they say if you proved conjunction, if you have a proof of the actual formula A and B, then you could do an anded elimination inference to get just a proof of A. Or similarly, you could do an anded elimination, sort of there's two and elimination rules, you could do the other one to get a proof of B. And yeah, so imagine this is my little like example of sort of a silly thing to do in a proof. You're busily proving along, you know, the candle is lit on your desk, you know, you're Parisian garret, uh, you know, you hear noises in the street or whatever, and you're trying to finish this stupid proofs so and go to bed. Um, and <laughs> you uh, um, you perform this and introduction, and maybe because you're tired or something, you're like, oh, oh, I just derived A and B, kind of, ooh, but I want A. I'll, that's, that's cool, I know what to do. I'll do and elimination rule, and I'll get my A out. So you started with the proof of A and also a proof of B. You glued these proofs together. And then you projected out the first one. This is a bit silly, right? You ended up with a proof of A, but hey, you already had a proof of A, <laughs> right? We're saying you have these subproofs, one for A and one for B. You glue them together, you project out the first one, and you get a proof of A. That was kind of silly. Why didn't you just use that first proof of A that you had already? There's really no point in gluing it together with a proof of B and then projecting it out again, right? That's kind of, well, not to be pejorative, but that's a little dumb. And such cases in natural reduction where you do an introduction immediately followed by elimina- an elimination are called detours. So the proof is kind of it's sort of flabby. It really doesn't need to do that. There's a shorter, more direct way well, okay, I'd be, be careful. There's a more direct way to get what you want. And in the case of the and in the and case, the way is definitely shorter. I had if I compare, you know, let's think about ways to prove A. I'm saying I have a proof of A already, so there's that. And then I could do this proof where I combine my proof of A with the proof of B and do one new inference of and introduction, and then I do an and elimination inference. Well, that thing is definitely longer, right? So that's kind of, there's really no point to that. Um, and the first proof is surely to be preferred, now, as we'll perhaps be able to mention this time, or maybe it'll be the next time, when it comes to implication, though, um, getting rid of a detour with an implication may actually give you a bigger proof, but it gives you a bigger proof that's, in some sense, less complex, um, so that's, that's, we'll try to get into that, um, but mostly, yeah, so we're, we have these detours again. What's a detour? You perform an introduction and then immediately perform an elimination, Um, For another example, like take an or. So you do an or introduction. You've you've got a proof of A, and you say, okay, that's... Or introduction entitles me to conclude A or B if I have a proof of A, which is semantically sound. Like, if I know A is true, I definitely know A or B is true because knowing a disjunction is true just means you know one or the other things is true, and I do. I know A is true. Okay? So um, you could do an or introduction, from your proof of A, you get your proof of A or B, and now you do a case K-split. You do an or elimination that says, "Hmm, which one is it? I can do one deduction if it's A that's true out of my disjunction. And I could do another deduction of the same formula if B is true, and therefore I can conclude. You know, this this formula that I'm I'm deriving from whether regardless of whether it's A or B that's true, I can I can get my conclusion. Well, again, this is sort of silly because um, if you uh, if you have a proof of A, and you also have a proof that says, well, if A is true, then I can conclude C. You should just glue those proofs together to get C, rather than kind of like break it up this way, or kind of kind of like re- make this sort of redundant thing where you do an or introduction and then an elimination. So anyway whenever an introduction is rule, you do an inference with an introduction rule, and you immediately after that do uh, an inference with an elimination rule for that very same formula you've derived. Okay? Um, You know, if you have a multi-succedent system, I mean, I'm talking about you do an introduction, and on that very formula that you introduced, you then do an elimination. Not like some other formula in your list of conclusions, if you have more than one conclusion. So... That's called a detour, and the process of getting rid of those detours in proof theory is called normalization. For natural deduction, it's called normalization. You're going to take a proof and normalize it. You're going to get rid of um, these sort of weird, unnecessary uh, little patterns of inference. And in fact, as you know, I for this uh, mini-course in October, um, we're going to be doing normalization from the type theory perspective. But it's out under the Curry-Howard isomorphism, it's the, same, uh, it's the same process. Proof normalization and normalization of typed lambda terms. It's under Curry-Howard. It's, it's one and the same thing. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah. And, and there's still time if you're interested in that. I'm up to five people. Um, everybody, I think, is from industry. We are, which is kind of what I'm sort of expecting and even targeting. Uh, and so, if you're interested, there's still time. You could just shoot me an email to say you want to do this short course on normalization in October, and you're very welcome to join us. I kind of want to get that finalized by the end of September, so you still have a few weeks to think about it um, if you might want to do it. Okay. So anyway, I've sort of introduced the topic of normalization of proofs for natural deduction, and we saw a couple of the easy cases. Well the very easy case is AND, right? That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> it got to curry how it's like I've built a pair and then I took the first projection. Okay, so instead of doing that, just replace that with the first component of the pair. Um, so uh, next time, I'll either continue with that a little more or I might talk about the, the similar process of eliminating kind of redundant inferences in sequent calculus is called cut elimination. And it's based on this a rule called cut, which I didn't introduce yet, and certainly when we talk about the sequin calculus, we need to talk about that. So, uh, maybe I'll pick up with that next time. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Okay, thanks again so much for listening, and I hope you're enjoying getting podcasts out a little more frequently than the past, because I just got word that I'm going to be required to continue to teach my class Uh, in the classroom, even though only two people come to the classroom out of a class of about 40 people. Everybody else just tunes in on Zoom, which is, um, I think, the 21st century way to do it, really. Uh, But anyway, so I'll be commuting and recording podcasts more frequently. So thanks for listening, and I hope you're well wherever you are.